welcome everyone you me and you to welcome uh to music to my beers my name is warren cluck joined by zach miller we do this every sunday uh glad to have you aboard hoping you're enjoying your post valentine's day uh weekend you're little you know you're you're bringing it in the romance plane has definitely started to taxi into the runway if you uh picked up blackhearted on friday still uh looking for a friend or uh yeah, Still it, asking for it for a friend. It's funny. I've got uh, two, a friend and a brother that both live in Kalamazoo, and I texted him earlier in the week. I'm like, hey, guys, just so you know, Bells is releasing a, releasing a limited edition black-hearted black IPA on Friday. Either you guys going to be swinging around for a couple. Maybe I can buy some off you. <laughs> I didn't even get the blow-off. Like, yeah, let's see if I can swing by. Uh, my brother said no, and my, my other <laughs> friend said nah. He goes, I'm not really into black IPAs. I was like, well, can you swing by? Like, I got to work. It's going to be a thing. Maybe for, uh, you know, your brother. Yeah. So I uh, swung out, swing and a miss twice. So we have no black-hearted IPA. Uh, uh, I do want to try it because that's one that is, uh, you know, it's got the centennial hops. It's got probably the character, but just different malts and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I do like the, the maltier, the black IPAs. I know we talked last week on the show that Founders did one. And, uh, and every time there's one on tap at a brewery, I'll have a chance. It'll never be a super popular style. I think. I mean, we said the same thing about brute IPAs, and now everybody under their sun has one. So this is how we're kicking off the show. This is Talking how we're kicking off the show. IPAs, yeah. Yeah, black beers, IPAs. Beers we swung and missed on. Oof. Michiana's first, first best, 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 and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews. Hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music, music to my beers. On Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Music to my beers here on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Your home for booze talk on the Lord's Day. <laughs> we, like to, we like to say that just once a day or mm-hmm. once a week. I, I said, you guys should say that all the time, promote the beer show. And they said, you can, no, that doesn't sound good. So, hmm. We used to be the only show that would also uh, be on the day that you couldn't buy booze, which yeah. is kind of ironic. Yeah, that used but... to be fun. We had little pieces of uh, little pieces of production that would say, the only day, they broadcast on the only dry day of the week, but not anymore. Every you, day is wet. You can, get, uh, you can get a little bit wet behind the ears every day. We appreciate your time. I'm Warren Cluck with Zach Miller, and uh, we do this every week. We're going to be here till noon-ish, so thanks for joining us. Uh, we talk about beer a lot on the show. It's the whole purpose of this program. We're, we're not experts. We're enthusiasts. And we've had a chance over the last week or so to try some pretty decent stuff. I know we talked extensively about Lighthearted, and the first thing I did when I left here last week, mm-hmm. run and go buy a six-pack. Nice. And it's, it is such a fantastic just cruiser weight. And I know we talked about, too, that your brother uh, is is working on a brewery down south that's going to specialize in lower ABV sessionable beers. And I know that when when I'm out and I, I'm at a craft brewery or somewhere I've never been, I my oh my always it's like an over it's like the call of the wild. <laughs> I see a double IPA or something that's like seven plus, and I gotta have it. I gotta yeah, I want that one. But the, old, me- the older I get, and the and the more uh, the more occasions we have to uh, to enjoy some craft beer, the more I start to appreciate the lower ABVs. Like I'm as excited for lighthearted to be here as I was as I am for like for any double IPA release from bare hands because this is more of a utility beer that I'm going to get frequent use out of as opposed to you know getting my eyes crossed because this thing happens to be 8%. <laughs> well, and I agree too. It's like there's two ends of the spectrum. You're either doing the super like double IPA or um uh, uh stout that has like Cinnamon Crunch, Graham Cracker, you know, something something super Six pints nuts. of Halo Top ice cream. Yeah. But then there's the other end, and my brother saw a market for this, and this is why he was thinking more low ABV, and I've had some of his even 3% stuff 
that he did at a brewery before. And it is phenomenal. It's fantastic. It's a table beer. It's something that, you know, on a weeknight when you gather everybody around for dinner, it's like everybody can have a little bit because not, I mean, obviously not under 21, but... No, uh, let the kids have some. But uh, it, it's, I think it's kind of a German thing because I think what is the drinking age over there, it's, it's a lot, it's considerably less than it is over here. Yeah. Um, and, but it's delicious. And it's it's getting to be, I don't know, more appreciated. So I, yeah. that's, it's funny he's out there. And it'll be interesting to see if that becomes more of a trend because uh, there are a lot, and especially, it's not even with alcohol consumption and how big, how strong we can make these beers. A lot of it has to do with calories. That's like, true, too, yeah. The, the market Bells was going after is not the session drinker with that lighthearted. They're going after the people who are concerned about taking down 240 calories in a bottle of beer. You know, like carbs have been a big thing as of late, too, mm-hmm. with the keto diet and everything. Everybody's looking for a low-carb solution. There's yeah. that uh, St. Archer that's out now. Have you seen that? No. It's the lightest beer there is. I saw a bunch of advertisements as I was going north on, in Michigan. I know there's the what is it Michelob Ultra Organic. There's an organic oh. one out now, and I, but but uh, like Founders and and Old Nation, everybody's rolled out a brute because brutes mm-hmm. are lower in carbs. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So, that and and their own loggers because they saw hey we've uh, we we see what you know what works and Budweiser, Bud Light, uh, Coors Light, Miller Light have all done it. It's going to take a massive change, I think, in the in the craft brewing scene because when you go to a craft brewery, if you're going to go out with your wife or, or my wife and, the, and like a bunch of friends are going out, going to a craft brewery a lot of times still, and it doesn't matter if I've been there twenty times. It's an event drinking occasion. We're there to have you know have beers to to enjoy ourselves uh, over over a period of time, but we're not going there just to have a few and then go do something else at a craft brewery typically. Maybe that's more of a problem with me and my friends, but but if there's if there's I, a wide if there's a wide variety of lower ABV ABV beers on, then uh, the likelihood that we're gonna, we're going to be stopping by just to have one or two and go on and do something else, you might be there not necessarily longer, but more often. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of breweries that now offer additional like fanfare, if you will, like I know the annex of a Greenbush. Have you been up there? Yeah. Yeah, where they've got the, uh, during the summertime, it's really uh, a great time to go up there because they've got like cornhole and horseshoe and other things that happen around there. And they've got a bar, so that way you don't have to go across the street. <laughs> you know, have a few and then cross the street. Right. But it's also, it's a fun place. And, you know, talking about Greenbush specifically up in Sawyer, and uh, and I think the last time I was there, it, w- it was summertime. But um, if, if there's a wait... Mm-hmm. You put in your name at the day, and you're like, it's going to be 45 minutes. You go to the annex, you have a beer or two, and you go, you just hang out, chill out in the gardens, play some horseshoe or something like that. That's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if it's the green bush here with Martins in it, you just, you know, Watch mill, all around, the shoppers. Yeah, mill around Martins, I guess. <laughs> uh, we have a load of show to get to. We have to get the news and notes at the tail end of the show. We have Darcy's chick pick we're going to get to, and uh, a lot of beer. we got to pick six. There's just so much booze to talk about. I didn't really do a whole lot of extra, uh, extra drinking this week, get out and try a bunch of different things, so I'm going to... Probably rely on some old favorites when we get around to the uh, to the pick six. It's just been a busy week. Oh yeah, Zach, I was too busy to drink a bunch of beer, but you were out of town and drinking some uh, some stuff earlier this we week. We can talk about that. Yeah, right, so it's gonna be a good show. Thank you for joining us. We're uh, happy that you're with us. We're all about learning. It's like the learning annex. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just mentioned a little bit ago when we were talking to kind of open up the show that I didn't get a chance last week, much of last weekend, to do any outrageous new drinking. You actually did some. Uh, Destination drinking. Yeah, I uh, I forged uh, north and tried a couple of new things um, from some of my favorite breweries. Whenever we go to Northern Michigan, uh, we always I always hit up 
Petoskey Brewing Company. I always I like Pigeon Hill, and you were wearing that for uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago, Beershire Thursday. My brother lives like 10 minutes away from that place. It's great. I love their stuff and what they offer. And they, they typically um, they'll do a lot of the uh, pastry stouts. There's a couple of, they did like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. They've done Salted Caramel Porter. Uh, one of the, the original ones that I had from them was the OCP, the Oatmeal Cream Pie, which I thought was absolutely phenomenal. We grew up eating oatmeal cream pies and just having that in your beer it's a real fun <gasps> adjunct flavor because anybody says little debbie oatmeal cream pie you know exactly what the flavor is oh yeah and it has that it's like you're drinking a, a stout and sometimes there's a they have a porter the salted caramel porter i had but um the uh the oatmeal cream pie is on tap just about everywhere up there if you're a bar they have uh they have pigeon hill on tap my wife and i we popped into a couple of different places i I went to uh, Petoskey Brewing, and uh, and then uh, also another um, uh, like a beer bar with pizza and stuff. Oh, all right, bunch of good good stuff. It's uh, it's really fun, and it's weird because Northern Michigan, you know, the farther north you get in the state, the less populated it is, the tighter the populations are. But there's a huge craft beer scene. If you get from like, you know, do the Michigan thing. If you put your hand up to your face from the from the knuckles up. Uh, Shorts is up there. Oh yeah, there's uh, Northern Latitude Jolly Pumpkin. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are loads. There are loads of places, especially over there where the where it's has typically been the, the the tourist areas. Some of the touristy towns like Traverse City. Then you go up and just follow your way up north. But it's it's a real fun scene. I would say that Traverse City has one of the biggest beer like growing. Uh, it's like one of the biggest beer growing cities because they've got their ale trail, which my wife and I did for our anniversary, our first year married. We went up there. I think they had eight breweries at the time. And you go around, you get order a beer or a flight, and you get a stamp and stuff. My wife was looking at, there was a bachelorette party up there for my now sister-in-law, and they were talking about organizing, but there's something up there you do similar to the ale trail, but it's with canoes, kayaks. I've heard about that. And yeah. you kayak your way to like six different breweries. That's so awesome. I mean, the thinking is probably that you burn enough calories paddling to one that you just have a couple and burn enough calories paddling it to the other. But you can see how, yeah. for some reason, anything involving canoes or kayaks just screams, get as drunk as you can. <laughs> have the 30-pack on board with you as you're kayaking. I'm on, I'm on the water. I don't, have a, I don't have a motor on here. I can get as drunk as I like, officer. <laughs> Which I don't, you have to correct me. If you know, you can shoot the show a DM on Twitter. I don't know if that's exactly correct, but it is a really fun brewing a brewing scene. And you get up there enough where you uh, you bring some stuff back. You brought back that rye IPA. Mm-hmm. It's their special limited series that they're doing at Petoskey Brewing where, and this is like the first one off of the series that they've started Ooh. with um, different brewers. They said that basically they took these from the small batches and stuff that was like brewery only exclusive. And then they've mass produced it because now they have the equipment and the capabilities to do that kind of stuff, which is pretty cool. Well, thank you once again for bringing it, uh, bringing some back to taste. Oh, yeah. My pleasure. Very excited. Yes, enjoy. There's a load of music to my beers to get to. We're going to talk uh, some news and notes. We'll tell you where you can find us on social media. And you can find this not yet award-winning podcast, but I have a feeling we're going to win awards someday. Oh, yeah, one day. They can't starve this show of awards forever, Zach. <laughs> a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with Music to My Beers, B-Movie. Music to My Beers here on Real Rock 1039 The Bear. I am Cluck, that is Zach, and every week we like to take a pause for the cause, break down a, uh, a piece of film, because who doesn't love to enjoy having a couple beers and also watching a movie? I do. This is a segment we've dubbed the B-Movie. B-movie. 
And follow me on this. So President's Day, okay, we thought, well, what can we tie in with President's Day? And we're looking down, and it's like, yeah, we could have done Lincoln. That soundtrack was, eh, we could, I, we just. There's no soundtrack, yeah. There, there aren't a lot of real kick-ass President's movies, so we thought we'd go the opposite direction and uh, do the 1995 movie Dead Presidents. Oh, right. Starring Lorenz Tate, Chris Tucker. This may have been his first movie, Freddie Rodriguez. Uh, this movie came out when I was 15, and I remember it was it was pretty bad. I mean, it was like it was bad to the bone. Oh, if I may use the parlance of my times. Did you did you have to have like a parental buy the ticket for you to go see the movie or? No, uh, I had to have a friend whose dad was pretty cool. We rented it from the local grocery store video <laughs> rental. <Nice>. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's one of those movie posters you saw back in the day. You never forget. It's got the you know the the guy on there with the white makeup with Curtis. And uh, the movie, uh, for a real quick synopsis, is a bunch of soldiers come back from uh, Vietnam and they can't really adjust to their regular life due to, you know, PTSD and drug addiction and Agent Orange. So they decide that they're going to become criminals and they rob the uh, Federal Reserve Bank of the Bronx. Things go crazy and sideways, and uh, and there you have the movie. It's been it has been not not even lying twenty four years since I've seen this movie. This might be a good one. It's one of the ones I haven't even thought about until we started talking about movies that we were going to do for B movie today. <laughs> this may be worth going back and having a rewatch because I remember the soundtrack was like heavy, like period based R and B. Isaac Hayes, Curtis Mayfield. And I'm like looking for where you can watch it because I've never seen it before. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I should probably go back and, and watch this because I think uh, I think almost 40 year old me would have a different take on it than maybe 16 year old me did. <laughs> uh, as far as beers go, I'm gonna want to I'm gonna want to get pretty dialed in when I watch this because I think it's gonna be a good time. It didn't do too well at the box office, but I remember it did pretty well at the home home video rental market because it was just one of those movies y'all rented. That Boys in the Hood, all of them. I'm going to give this two six-packs of Greenbush Star Chicken Shotgun. Ooh. It's at six-something percent, so you can you can kind of get through quite a few of them. But also, I, like, I want to have a good time. I want to get the max enjoyment out of this movie. And if you follow the saga of this show, you know it's nearly impossible to enjoy it, be a good movie, unless you have kind of a buzz on. Is it anything like a Quentin Tarantino movie, or no? It's just very actiony and gritty and raw. Okay. Huh. I've, I've actually never seen it. Don't watch it with your family. Your your okay. wife probably won't even be interested. So this is going to be like a Zach's alone for the night. I have a lot of those nights where you know she goes to bed because she's got to work the next morning at seven a.m. So I, kids are in bed. Yeah, and kids like, are in bed. No, what am I going to do? Mm, I'll turn Disney Plus off and watch uh, Dead Presidents. Um, I'm going to go with. Uh, let's see. I think four might do the job during this one, and I think I'd like to do four home brews. Oh, from George Washington's infamous small beer recipe. He's got it online. It's at uh, homebrewersassociation.org. Yeah, we've talked about that, I think, uh, about a year or two ago, where you could do that. Yeah, and it, it looks pretty good. I mean, you use some molasses and, and some other stuff to kind of um, kind of make your own beer. But uh, his his recipe is actually online, so if you ever wanted to make this, I might. I could go for four of them. Drop them off at my house. Yeah. I know that I can't make them because, you know, I've got failed. Stuff. Yeah, got well, stuff. I, I've just failed multiple times. You know, at making wow. a beer. And uh, okay, it's either been too uh, carbonated or just tasted really bad. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a very exciting part of the year because it's kind of a craft beer lull as far as releases go. We're coming off of a couple of nice winter beer festivals. We have some release schedules coming up in the next six, eight, ten weeks. But for the next month, it's at least a little bit quiet on the craft beer front. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we don't really have a big release until about late March, early April. Like, we just came off, like you mentioned, the the craft beer festivals. And actually, we've got some craft beer festivals to look forward to yet here late in the season. But 
Um, as far as the lull goes, I I don't know. Is it just a time to save money? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. I mean, obviously we're saving up for March 21st because that's the big one. Yeah, that's the day that uh, the Dark Lord uh, tickets go on sale, and we're all we're all trying to get those. But uh, but you do need it, man. It's funny. I've got to, you know everybody balls at a different level, and you participate in the craft beer hobby as much as your wallet can tolerate. And there are some days you've overextended yourself where you're like, oh, man, last night was pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Probably shouldn't have got that loco. But it is nice <laughs> to take a few weeks and just not like I haven't been out. Doing any any craft beer shenanigans, going on any big tasting nights. I've just kind of dialed it back and just, I guess, focused on getting things done. But oh, that's good. Yeah, it doesn't also, and it doesn't always need to be a big. Uh, I'm going to go out and taste a bunch of wild things. But also, I don't know how it works for you, but it's it's far. People get busy, and it doesn't feel like there's enough beer getting passed around. So, like, usually there are trades happening, and you just mm-hmm. stay you stay kind of social with your craft beer hobby a little bit. But it's just it's felt for the last couple of weeks like. Everyone's in the same mode. Like, I'm tired. I need to get my finances in order. Got to get my taxes done. Got some things I got to handle before I can get back into this craft beer thing. Because by the time May rolls around, we're all back in it. Oh, yeah. And we're ready for the summer. And it's all the summer drinking season. is different. Yeah. yeah. We feel good. I don't know. For me, um, you know, I was just on vacation this past week and I thought, you know, I'm going to go out. What I'm going to do is I'm going to stay local. So I pretty much bought beer from all of the places that I enjoy up north, like which Petoskey, Beards, um, Pigeon Hill, which we mentioned earlier in the show. And I think that that's, that's – I, I don't even go for the big 15-packs anymore. I go for like the four-packs because I just want – I want four solid, good solid beers as opposed to like 15s that I'm like, eh, they're hit or miss, you know? Yeah, and I, I also find myself – and I don't know it – it's like social media. You look at someone's Facebook and they're posting a lot. You're like, wow, they're doing a lot. Other people aren't posting a lot. And you just think they're doing nothing. When in reality, they're still out there living their lives. It's the same way with Untapped. And I've kind of changed the way I've used the app over the last couple of years. I used to log every single beer I drink. Mm-hmm. Like if I drink a six-pack of Two Hearted, I would log every single one and make a comment. That's unnecessary. Who cares? It's not giving anybody who follows like, oh, this is what he thought of this same beer 10 minutes later. <laughs> so I've started to dial back, but I find myself going, you know, days, a couple of weeks even without logging anything in because I haven't either had anything new or I haven't had anything noteworthy, but there's nothing wrong with that. Just getting into mm-hmm. everybody has those five or six beers that are just their go tos that they crush all the time. Uh, my beer fridge in the garage. I've always got all day Centennial, Two Hearted, and usually a Hop Stupid or two. And, all good beers. But, but, there's, those aren't noteworthy, yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, I got you. Yeah, I guess I, I can totally see that because I did not check into two beers that I've had before and I have I know I've checked into before on tap for the first time. Oh. I had uh, Bell's Official when we were at the ski resort. That yeah. was pretty good. Awesome on tap. My wife is like, hey, it's 10 o'clock. I'm going to go in for a coffee. Do you want a beer? And I was like, yes. So the bar had just opened, and I was like, I'll take the Bell's Official on tap there. And then when we we stopped back at a pizza place, and they had M43 on tap, and I've never had that on tap. And I know that you you did up in uh, Holland the one time. Yeah. Right? That, at the hotel you were staying at. And that was still when you couldn't get it in Michigan. So it was a big deal to get cans. It was an even bigger deal to find it fresh on tap and think, Man. Ooh, oh, so good. Yeah, drink pretty smooth. So easy. So, yeah, both of those I realized I didn't check into and. Maybe it was just the fact that I didn't have internet service a whole lot at most of the places that I go to. Yeah, you know, get but, further it, but it also made the, made the show kind of hard to prepare for this week because I, you know, typically we'll have five or six things we're excited about. Last week we drank them on the show, but I started to think, I'm like, man, since then, like, I, I didn't have anything like scream to the hilltops, run into this microphone on a Sunday and blab to all of Michiana about it, but also that's okay. Yeah. It, sometimes we have those weeks. You know, Zach, you're not going to hit a home run every time you get up to bat. It's just unnatural. You expect to, but... Uh, we can hit for 300, though. 
Right. <laughs> 300 will take. You know what we need to do? We need to start bringing in more beer during the show. That's what it is. That's what we should do. Every week, Zach and I take our beer expertise, uh, or enthusiasm, rather. We combine to make a mixer sixer that we want you to take and drink throughout the week. Maybe you've had these beers and think, wow, those guys have terrible taste. Maybe you've never heard of them and think, wow, i got to check some of that out. Uh, we each throw in three, and I'm going to go first. All right. Uh, I am. I mentioned it earlier in the show, and I'm and I'm pretty excited about this beer because it was one of those beers that I drank a lot when I first discovered it. Then I stopped, and then I gradually mm-hmm. got back to. I love Two Hearted, but it's sometimes a little bit too powerful. But Greenbush Star Chicken Shotgun is about 05 percent lower in alcohol, and you don't really notice it until you've had two or three. You're like, you know what? I feel a little bit better than I would if this would have been Two Hearted. <laughs> But also, it's it's always fresh. It's always available. You can find it literally almost on tap anywhere in Michiana, but you can also find it uh, easily in bottles at, at any bottle shop. Or Martin Supermarket if you want to get a growler to go. Mm, tasty. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw that in there. And the next beer I'm going to throw in is not so easy to atta- obtain. And it's something uh, I had a sip of this once, and it was such a little tasting of it. I was in line at Dark Lord Day about three years ago, and I was standing next to a guy from Iowa who had a bottle of Toppling Goliath Morning Delight. Ooh. And I was talking with a friend about this earlier in the week. Morning Delight was the first beer I ever remember seeing a secondhand valuation of where it was going for like two, $300 a bottle. And I remember thinking at the time, this must be either the best beer I've ever tasted or the most overvalued nonsense. And I got a small taste, and I was already drunk, and it was warm, and, and it, was, it was what it was. I got a little bit of a sort of an example of what it might be if it was a little bit cooler uh, at, at, uh, at Dark Lord Day. But I mentioned this to a friend earlier in the week, and he goes, you know, I... I got a guy who's got some that we that we can get, right? <laughs> so it's on its way to his house right now, and I'm going to have it sometime in the next six uh, six days. I'm very excited about it. So he and I are going to split a whole 12-ounce bottle. So I'll actually be able to sit down and try this beer that, for the longest time, I thought was like tip of the mountain for whale beers. It's just the impossible, you know, sought after. I'm, I'm really excited, but also I can't wait to see if... You know, if I were to have paid $300 a bottle for this back in the day when I saw it, I would never have done that. But if I did, would it have ever lived up to the hype of being a $300 beer? And like, then, would you have appreciated it that much? Right, right. right. And then, uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see what, it, uh, what it's going to be, because now that I'm paying significantly less, I'm very excited. And then the uh, the next beer I'm going to throw in there, my third for the, uh, the pick six, is I'm going to a beer tasting next weekend in Kalamazoo. And I've got a friend who's a huge beer snob. Uh, he, he he's he's been he was the guy that showed me Dark Lord Day like ten years ago. Oh, nice! So we were talking about beers we should bring, and I'm going to bring a couple of variants and things that I have. But he's never had he's never had a single bear from uh, beer from Bear Hands. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to bring a great introduction. Yeah, I'm going to gather up uh, the freshest four pack of Westie I can and take it up there and say and say here, drink this. And uh, I'm excited to show him what they some of the stuff they do here locally as far as IPAs go. So. I'm pumped about that. Zachary? You can find it pretty fresh here, too, in and around the market. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, So I mentioned this one earlier in the show, Pigeon Hill, and you wore the beer shirt uh, a couple of weeks ago. But uh, their salted caramel porter really hit the spot later on in the evening after I had done some drinking during the day. Yeah. Um, And then my father-in-law's fridge, at least up north and sometimes down here in South Bend, uh, is known to have some beers that have come and maybe pass their date didn't you, say, didn't you say you got some m43 up there but it was about a year old oh, some, yeah. some too hard of it was i had a hard pass yeah. on a couple of those Whoa. um but i did find a founder's underground mountain brown mm. which was delicious uh, at about eleven thirty at night when i stayed up past everybody else and i was hanging out down in the basement 
That one drank pretty good. And then the other one. Did you just say everyone went to sleep and you were downstairs sucking down beers in the basement? Yep. I was watching I was watching the dude. Dude oh, okay. abides. All right, as long as you were down there watching a movie, I just thought you were down there like sadly like, I'm in the root cellar. Shut up. <laughs> Leave me alone. I was going through his fridge because I was like, there's no way he's going to ever drink this one, and none of his other buddies that come up there are going to drink it either. And he even said, when you go home, take home all the beer that's in the fridge and like drink it because it's going to go bad. We're not going to come up here, and other people that come up here are all not right. going to drink it as well. So that's where my third beer comes in, and that's the new, new Belgium fat tire. Because ah. just about any season, I can go for a fat tire, and I just really enjoy it. I don't know what it is about it. I don't know if it's the biscuitiness up front and a little bit of the hop flavor in the back, but... I love that beer during the summer, winter, spring, and fall. He drinks it in basements when he's alone. He drinks it up front in front of people. It's... Puts it in the bong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this part of the show, we're bumping up a little bit early this week because, well, we all have places to go and beers to get to, and Darcy's the earliest to leave today. Darcy, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I have to hurry and get to the bar. So it's my turn? It is your turn. Okay. Hey, you guys, it is Darcy, and it's time for your chick pick. Today, I picked an IPA from beautiful Vermont. Oh, feel the burn. Is that what this is? I I, (laughs) I picked it. I thought, you know, no one knows anything about New Hampshire, except it was busy last night or a couple nights ago. So uh, how about what's in that region? That's a huge craft beer region. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm, I I do know of one. Is it the one that you're picking? I think so. I picked Hetty Topper. Hetty Topper was like the original hard-to-get yep. IPA. It was that, and it was Pliny the Elder over from Russian River in California. But those two were the first two anybody heard about. We were like, yo, I got a friend who's going to bring back a pile. Yeah, and it is delicious. It clocks in at 8 point, or 8.1%, and it's everything you want in an IPA. It's citrusy, it's hoppy, it's a little piney. And they urge you to drink it straight from the can. They say, don't put it in a glass. It says right on the can, drink out of this can. I love drinking out of a can. If it comes in a bottle, I will always ask, and this makes me sound so basic. But Bougie! I'll, no, I'll, if it's at a bar, and like say I just get you know something normal, like a Two-Hearted or an Alpha King or something, and it comes, and they only have it in a bottle... I ask if I can please have a glass. And the eye rolls, not from the people working, but from the people that are with me that are like, what? What a jerk you are. (laughs) I think a glass is more efficient. Uh, Yeah. I drink it a lot faster. It tastes a lot better. I don't like the bottle. Like I don't like the way that sometimes it's metally on the top of the bottle. I don't like that. Or if you go to a bar that's kind of questionable cleanliness, and then you take it like you can, ugh, nope. No, thank you. You sniff that top of the bottle. It's like, was somebody else drinking off of this? Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what it feels like. Not for me. It guess, is not for me. I guess I need to practice more of my cleanliness and hygiene then, because I've never <laughs> thought about that. I, I always thought Hetty Topper, they were trying to like pull, like what is the veil over our eyes? Like with the whole haze, they were yeah. ahead of the whole haze yeah. craze. So they wanted, to, they didn't want people to like see like what it looked like, you know. And so they're like, drink it from the can, don't put it in a glass. And that makes sense too, because especially during that time when craft beer really wasn't as big as it is now, if people saw a hazy beer, what would they think? They would think it was bad. They're like, this beer's bad. This is a bad beer. It's well, gross. And, and it's funny because it's the OG, and it's still. You're right. It's fantastic. You look at other places where the beers become, I guess, more chaseable and more highly sought after. It almost feels like the Alchemist and Hetty Topper gets uh, almost like an afterthought over places like Monkish and Great Notion mm-hmm. and. and right. you, Anywhere else People around forget here. all about it just because it's been around for so long. But the fact that it's been around for so long and it's still consistent. It's delicious. It is well delicious. Balanced. Do you have a song uh, that we I'm are... sure we've all heard of? <laughs> that I, oh. <laughs> all right. 
Darcy's hanging around for news and notes. Yeah, it's, it's a special occasion. Show. It it, uh, it this is a uh, where you're gonna find out where you want to be during the week or what you want to be drinking. Home. Um, you want to be home drinking at Zach's Root Cellar. Actually, we want to be over huh? at uh, the Hall, the Hall of the Heavenly Goat. Oh, did you know? Is you that know about new? This? That's the no. new one. It's new, and they do these like smash burgers and stuff, and they also have they have pretty solid beers up there. And uh, the, the is the hull different than the actual Heavenly Goat? Apparently, because I've liked both of them on Facebook. So, oh, <laughs> I, don't know. I need to get I need to get there, man. I live on the other opposite side of town, so I don't get. I've never been in there. If you if you want to Uber up there, it's probably like a what 15, 20 minute Uber ride. It's great because uh, while your wife or whoever you're with is shopping all over uh, Heritage Square, you could be there tucked safely away. You're not wandering around. You're not getting lost. You're at the Heavenly Goat just having some beers. You could send your wife over to Target, and then you can go up to the Heavenly Goat and just hang out there while she does all the Target shopping, you know? You know, another better way to look at it is it's better to go shopping at that New Balance store after you've had about six beers because the price of money they charge for sneakers in that store, you're like, you know what? I need to be half in the bag to $200 for some oh, damn lawnmowing shoes. <laughs> They're so nice, though. <laughs> Uh, this hour of the show brought to you by the New Balance Store <laughs> Square in Granger. Their shoes are worth every penny. Yeah, you're wearing Chuck Taylors now. Yeah, but I own worth- I've owned several pairs of New Balances. Really? Yeah. They have good support, don't they? They do. For I working have- out. Uh, yeah, I've been I worked out. I've had them as shoes for the gym. I've had them as shoes for work before. Like. They're awesome. Hey, move it along, Zach. It's getting mighty deep in here. Okay, so next to the New Balance Show or Shore Sh- Shoes Shoe Store. That's where I was going with it. <laughs> Excuse me. This show has a long story history of falling apart at the very end because one or two of us may have had a beer or two. Might have had something before I came in here. Uh, we didn't mean to lash out at the New Balance store. I just, uh, maybe if I worked a little harder, I could afford some nice maybe. shoes. Hmm. Maybe. I just, Darcy, wear a New Balance. Okay, guy. <laughs> <laughs> so later on today at the uh, the Hall of Heavenly Goat slash Heavenly Goat Brewing Company, they are having uh, the brewery open house where you can meet and hang out with some of the brewers that are oh, making the beers and stuff. So I thought that might be kind of cool. That's from, um, well, right after this show to 4 p.m. So... Kind of a come and go open house type thing. Perfect. And, uh, and then the other thing that I'm I'm looking forward to because these guys are close enough and they offer like pretty solid beers. They're over in like the new Carlisle area, Michigan City ish. Uh, Burnham is doing a tap takeover at one of our favorite places that we actually got out to, Hop Station. On oh, fun! I know that the uh, Burnham guys and the Hop Station crew are all pretty tight. So when is that? That's happening uh, this coming Saturday. Oh, nice. A so Saturday, finally, too? Yeah. Tap takeover on the weekend. There's, yes. a, there's nothing more annoying when you hear a tap, t- tap takeover. They're like, it's Wednesday. Oh, Thursday well, again. Yeah, yeah, but they do that because their weekends are normally busy. They don't need a tap takeover to bring in people. Yeah. It starts at 4. This is coming Saturday. Hey. So, oh, I can make that. Fun. And yeah. uh, Ralph, uh, I almost said Ralph Waldo Emerson, uh, different uh, Ralph. You spent too much time up north in the mountains, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Clearly. Um uh, Ralph Rolf or no Robert Rolf Federson. Federson. There you go. He wrote the song for the Varsity Blues soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, he was the front man and the principal songwriter for the band uh, Loudmouth that had the hit "Fly" from Varsity Blues. Oh, okay. But he also, you see him. There was like a three week stretch where I saw him playing at like every craft brewery I walked into. I saw him down at Hop Lore. I'm like, hey. So he's gonna be at Hop Station? Yeah, that oh, night wow. performing. And oh, they got yeah, a nice he- stage. I was somewhere he was, too, like a couple of summers ago, like what? around here. Hey, great head of hair on that guy. He does mm. have the best head of hair. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> love Robert Rolf Federson. Clearly. Yeah. And then last but not least, 
Uh, Sierra Nevada, every year for Oktoberfest, they team up with a different German brewery. And this year, they teamed up with uh, Bitburger. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're now doing a collab because the Oktoberfest was so popular. They're doing a collab for a triple hopped lager, oh. which uh, comes in six packs. And it's got Bitburger on the label, Sierra Nevada on the label. And we should be seeing that here in and around our area pretty soon. Huh. Fantastic news, Zach, as always, and I think on behalf of Darcy, Zach, and myself, I would like to apologize for the last six minutes of this radio show. We're all ready to get out and drink, so thank you for joining us. We will join you next week. Same drinking. Don't you guys hear your social medias right now before you leave? No, we did that an hour ago. Oh. But we are on Facebook. You should join our group, right? Yeah. Isn't there a group or something? (laughs) Let's go get drunk. (laughs) It's music to my beers. Untapped. Cheers. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.